Welcome into Mock Trial Masterclass, your guide to controlling the courtroom. I'm Luke and I want you to be a Mock Trial Master. Let's talk about how you can make that happen. So here's the thing about mock trial competitions. You can go into them with the best strategy, the best cross-examinations, the best objections, the best everything. But if you make a few mistakes while navigating the tournament as a team, all that strategy, all that preparation, everything inside the trial itself can unfortunately go out the window. So what I want to share with you in this video is four mistakes that, trust me, I have made myself over my mock trial career as a competitor and now as a coach that I'm going to share with you so you can avoid them. And these aren't the kinds of things that are necessarily going to happen in a round. We're not going to be talking today about you know mistakes with cross-examinations or bad questions to ask. These are the kind of mistakes that tend to happen when you walk outside of the courtroom, but you're still at a tournament. And believe me, they matter. They can take a team that is really well prepared and get them to the point where they're not in a position to win and succeed anymore. And before we hop into those four mistakes, I want to remind you that if you have any topic that you want to see in a future Mock Trial Masterclass video or podcast, please leave a comment below. All the time I make videos based on suggestions that you guys have made because this channel is for you. So are you ready to hop into the four mistakes you got to avoid at your next competition? Let's do it. Mistake number one to avoid is having a messy council table. Now, you might hear this one and think it's really not that big of a deal. And if I'm being honest, a messy council table is probably not going to reflect in your score, and some jurors probably won't even notice it. But if you can have a crisp, clean council table, that's going to get you a few things. First of all, when you're in the course of a round, it's going to make finding things you need a whole lot easier. If you're in a pinch and you need to find a very specific exhibit or witness statement and your counsel table is completely cluttered and there's stuff everywhere and piles of paper, you're not going to be able to find that thing you need and you're going to look really, really bad in that situation. And also, when scores do walk into a round and even when your opponent walks into a round, what do you think is going to be on their minds if they look at your opponent's council table and it looks like the freaking Library of Congress threw up on it versus if they look at your council table and it's neat and it's organized and the only things you have on the table are the things that are absolutely essential for you to use during the round. Their immediate first impression of you is going to be that you guys have it all together and the other team does not. So what does having a clean council table look like? Well, it looks like what I was just talking about. It's when you only have the absolute essentials on your table. So that means no scripts need to be on your table, right? You should have those memorized by this point and mock trial masters don't use notes during rounds. It means that you should not have random piles of paper or your, your personal trial binder or notebook, right? If you need exhibits and witness statements and things like that to use, which you absolutely do need in virtually every mock trial round, you can put those in an organization system. 
I like with my teams to either use a wire organizer or even better, a flat organizer that divides your files so that you can organize them before the round and keep them neat. If you wanna have a water bottle, that's fine. Keep it to one water bottle per person. And if you wanna have a notebook or a legal pad, that's fine. But again, keep it to one per person. Anything you can do to have a neat council table is going to be good for you. And if you want a suggestion on what kind of uh, organizer to use, I uh, put some suggestions in the comments or the show notes below. Mistake number two, and this is a big one, not having snacks or water with you at a tournament. Mock trial tournaments can be long. Uh, the high school region where I coach, the regional competition is four rounds in a day, and it is not uncommon for those tournaments to last for 14 hours from start to finish. Now, there is a break for lunch in the middle of all that, but it's going to be really tough, I know, every year for my team members to excel and perform at their best at, say, a four o'clock in the afternoon trial if they haven't had anything to eat or drink since lunch. So my team and my fellow coaches always make sure that we are completely stocked up, not just at that regional competition, but any tournament we go to with plenty of snacks and plenty of things to drink. Now, if you're hearing this and thinking, oh, that's silly, you should try going to one of these mock trial competitions without anything to eat or drink for all this time. It is absolutely miserable. I've done it before as a competitor, and it totally drains you by the end of the day. And let's say you're lucky enough or, or successful enough to make it into a final round situation where you need to bring your absolute best to finish the deal and take home a trophy. You do not want to be going through that round super hungry and super thirsty. So if you're a coach listening to this, organize an effort with parents or supporters or you know if you're in college get your competitors themselves to to bring snacks and be prepared and if you're a competitor make sure you're prepared with things to eat things to drink things to just keep you going over the course of a tournament day now i would not recommend bringing energy drinks or anything that's high in caffeine content because that's just going to cause you to crash but things like gatorade things like water even are really going to help you uh, endure what is sometimes a really difficult struggle, and that is a day at a mock trial competition. Mistake number three, and this can be an easy trap to fall into, and that's discussing your strategy with other teams. Now, I have no problem at all with you talking to competitors on other teams in the hallways between rounds. I think it's great to make friends in mock trial. It's a very niche activity that we're all involved in, and so making friends from other schools, from other teams is a great thing to do. But in the midst of those conversations, absolutely never under any circumstances share your strategy. Now, I'm aware that you're probably not gonna go into that conversation with someone else on another team and start giving away all the top secret information that you and your team had developed and discovered throughout the process. But sometimes what this looks like is you're hanging out with a competitor of another team and they say, hey man, what witnesses do you guys call? You know, and you share that information. Right, don't do that. That gives your competitor an edge. What if they face you later in the round and you're in a tournament that doesn't allow scouting? They have an advantage over you that you don't have over them. They might ask you a question like, what's your theme, guys? Or, or what did y'all think about this particular, right? 
Don't fall into the trap of answering those questions. Now, you might get asked those questions completely innocently. I'm not saying that this person in this uh, scenario that you're talking to is trying to cheat you, is trying to get an edge on you. They very well might just be trying to have a friendly conversation. And you can be friendly in response. You can just say, you know, I appreciate the question, but, but our team has decided we're going to keep all of that stuff close to the vest until the competition is over. After that, man, I'd love to dive into why we made the choices we did and, and which witnesses we decided to call and what our theme was. But in the course of a competition, you've got to keep that stuff close to the vest. I've seen firsthand in mock trial competitions, teams try to get a leg up on other teams at that tournament by doing this exact thing, by getting them to spill the beans on their strategy. Don't fall into the trap. Have fun, have conversations with other competitors, but keep your strategy to you. Before we get into the fourth and final mistake we're gonna go over in this video, I wanna remind you that my book, Mock Trial Masterclass, is available on Amazon. This is a top to bottom guide on how to succeed in mock trial. And if you're watching this video thinking, man, all this guy's got is just eat and, and don't share your strategy with other teams, believe me, there's a lot more where that came from, from on this channel and in this book. In this book, we talk about how to give great opening statements, closing arguments, cross-examinations, direct examinations, impeachments, and objections. It's that and much, much more. So if you wanna pick up a copy, you can click the link in the description on YouTube or in the show notes on podcast platforms. Final mistake at mock trial competitions that you need to avoid is not having fun. The worst teams that, that just drive me crazy at these competitions or you're right before a round and these team members are frantically running around and they're practicing their direct for probably the millionth time and, and they're all sweating bullets and they look like they're having the worst time of their life, right? If mock trial is a miserable experience to you, please quit, right? Because yes, we wanna win. That's what mock trial masters do is they prioritize winning. They take on a play to win mentality. I talked about that in an old episode of the mock trial masterclass podcast. But what we don't do is we don't sacrifice to have that attitude having fun. Because at the end of the day, again, if this is miserable for you, you don't need to be doing it. The reason that I've been involved with mock trial for nearly 10 years at this point between competing in high school, competing in college, and now coaching my high school team and you guys on here is I love it. It's a whole lot of fun. I don't do this, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't do this if it was miserable for me. Now, what also comes as a part of that is you have to let yourself have fun. If you're completely stressed out at competitions, you're not gonna perform your best. So don't look at me and say, well, I just need to be completely focused about, right? Yeah, I want you to be focused. I want you to have your strategy at the top of your mind. I want you to be practicing your parts, right? Don't get me wrong on that. But don't be miserable. Don't sacrifice your ability to have fun and to be loose for those things. Because if you're not loose, if you're not having fun, you will not perform your best. I've seen that happen over and over again with competitors, including myself. If you're not having fun, you're not gonna perform your best. So pull your shoulders back a little bit, take a big deep breath and let yourself have some fun at your next competition. Don't forget that. And don't forget to avoid any of these mistakes because as we've talked about, right, these aren't the types of things that are gonna happen in the course of a round where you're gonna ask a bad question or make a bad objection. But even if you have great performances in a round, 
not avoiding these mistakes can derail that. So I hope you keep them in the back of your mind. I hope you're ready to avoid these mistakes at all costs at your next competition. And if and when you do, I know that you will perform to the level of a mock trial master.